Don't get caught in temptation's noose. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Do you realize that God has gifted us with every resource we need to battle temptation in this life? Uh, Temptation is a reality for every single human being. It's a reality of life in this world. Um, We will always be tempted to do um, the sinful thing as opposed to the good and right and honorable thing. It's just part of life here in this world. Um, God has gifted us internally with a conscience. Um, That is a God-ordained gift. The conscience is uh, the voice of knowing um, the difference between right and wrong. Um, It is implanted in every human being, and it can be nurtured or it can be desensitized, depending on our behavior and our choices. A nurtured conscience is going to awaken us when we're in a situation uh, that's dangerous for us because we're in a compromising situation or a situation where we're faced with choices that we're being tempted with that we might not otherwise choose. And so a healthy, activated conscience is a good thing. But if we don't employ the use of our conscience, if we practice um, subduing it, if we practice Um, ignoring it, uh, and we act in the opposite direction of that which our conscience is informing us, then we are practicing desensitizing our conscience to the point where uh, when those same sinful choices are presented, um, we don't even think before acting on those impulses. And so there's a responsibility each of us has in a way uh, to nurture the gifts that God has given us. And so a conscience is one thing. And then Jesus um, prepared his disciples before leaving to go back to the Father by teaching them about the resources that he would be leaving them for their lives and faith and for the, the journey of ministry they would be on as being representatives of the gospel in the world. And that same resource is available to each of us. And that resource is the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity. Um, the Spirit of God alive in our hearts when we come to faith in Christ informs us to understand the ways and will of God. And we can listen to the Spirit's leadings or we can ignore the Spirit's leadings. We can engage uh, with the Holy Spirit. We can uh, nurture that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will never lead us down a path that isn't God's best for us. But we can, also, we can also avoid connecting with the Holy Spirit. We can avoid nurturing that relationship. Um, and that will leave us empty-handed when it comes to the point of testing, to the point of trial, to the point of temptation. And so James today, uh, in uh, James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, we're going to be looking at this biblical teaching on the issue of temptation. And and there is a very discernible pattern that emerges from James's teaching here. Um, Temptation's tough, guys. And um, we have all faced it. We have all failed at times. We have all also been successful 
standing up in the face of it through the empowerment of God and through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And so if you're a follower of Christ, you've tasted all of those things. You've tasted failure, um, but you've tasted victory. And so we want to wind up on the victory side of the column more and more and on the failure side of the column less and less. Will there be times before we live out our days here where we still fall to certain temptations? The answer is yes. Um, But we want to um, stand firm more and more. And God has given us every resource we need for standing firm and for realizing when we're in a moment that is tempting us to choose that which would not be God's best for us, that which would damage our spirits and hurt our relationships. Um, God has given us every resource to avoid that kind of temptation, every kind of temptation. The trouble is we don't always choose what he's given us. Um, The Bible makes it clear that no one is tempted beyond what is common to man, what's common to the human experience. And so my temptations are common temptations. Your temptations are common temptations. They might seem extreme, um, and they might seem, in the tidal wave of temptation that you're facing, might seem overwhelming. Uh, But if we slow down, and if we run to the Lord, when we realize we're being tempted, uh, God will give us what we need to choose to walk away from the temptation and to choose to walk toward his good, pleasing, and perfect will. All right, my friends, before we get into the teaching, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. And Lord, you are so faithful to provide every resource we need uh, to walk out our faith uh, in Christ uh, without falling victim, without falling prey to the temptations that come our way. Uh, Yes, Lord, there are times when we screw up and we fall, Uh, when we are tempted by something, and it's not even necessarily a big something, uh, but we know it's not your best for us and we give in anyway. Lord, help us, empower us to know that we are standing in victory because of Christ and there is no temptation that we're facing uh, that you have not made a way out of. And so we give you thanks for that truth. Help us to live it out. Help us to embrace the Spirit's empowerment when we're faced with uh, tempting choices. We love you, Lord. Open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to what you want to say. Uh, in and through your word today and help us to uh, apply these things as your spirit leads us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is uh, James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So isn't it true that we often want to play the blame game (laughs) when we're confronted with our own bad choices or when we're confronted with making bad choices? Well, I wouldn't think this way or I wouldn't want to do this if this person was doing this or if this situation were like this. And so we rationalize the sinful choices that we're being tempted to make uh, or that we've already gone headlong into without thinking about the consequences. But James warns us in verse 13, he says, when you're tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. This gets at a very important theological point. God is perfectly holy. And a perfectly holy God is 
devoid of sin is incapable of sinning. And so the notion that God could tempt someone is the notion that God plays with sin. (laughs) And that is not the heart of God at all. God does not play with sin. God does not sin. God can't even be near sin because he's holy God. He is God who is high and lifted up. He is high king of heaven. And so uh, sin is not uh, anything that God um, can be near, can participate in, or would tempt us with. That's just not how God operates. Uh, James is clear, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Um, God is perfectly holy. He is good in all of his ways. He, his righteousness is without blemish, and he is worthy of all of our worship. He is high and lifted up. Um, and then James gives us the truth about us. <laughs> but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire. You know within yourself, in the, in, in, in the midst of your heart, in this moment, you know the things that can drag you away towards sin. You know the desires that stir within your heart that perhaps often because of the Holy Spirit or because of your conscience, because of your desire to honor God, you choose with his empowerment not to give in to, but you know those things are there. And you know what they are for you, and I know what they are for me. And so James says, a person's tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. We're seduced by those desires. We're seduced by those uh, by those illicit uh, opportunities, and um, we're dragged away by those desires. And then James gives us sort of the math of temptation. He says, after desire has conceived, after that desire has born, been born within our hearts, and it becomes our focus, it becomes our obsession, then it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full-grown gives birth to death. Do you see the progression here? Desire and enticement. Once desire has taken root in us, it's it's dug its claws in on us, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Once you're in that cycle, it is so very hard to back away from the cliff. Once desire has been conceived and you're obsessing about this thing that you want to do, Backing away from the cliff is really tough. It can happen. Uh, But you're on that precipice and you're about to jump off and you realize you're not wearing a parachute and you look back and you jump anyway. Once you make that leap, uh, there's almost no going back. And James is very honest about that. He says, when it's full grown, it gives birth to death. And when we jump off that cliff into the abyss of temptation, uh, there's no turning back. Now, we always fall <laughs> and we always hit ground and there is the wake up moment when you realize what you've done and the situation that you're in and you're and you're beginning to experience regret and guilt and shame um and those things are gifts from God to awaken in us the reality of the situation that we put ourselves in because of our sinful choosing because we gave in to the temptation to do the sinful thing 
Now, the temptation is a reality for all of us, and it's going to come for all of us. It's not the temptation itself that is bad or sinful. It's the giving into it. It's the not choosing to embrace the resources that God has provided to us and empowered us to overcome temptation with. It's once we jump off the cliff, leaving our parachute back on the edge, uh, that we have dived headlong into sin. And at that point, there's no turning back. But now, God awakens us to our state, and God awakens us to what we've done, and we can return to Him at that point, and we can seek forgiveness, and we can repent and turn and head back in His direction. But once you've done the thing, you've done the thing, and there's no reversing that. And then the consequences will roll. And the reality of the situation we're in will begin to hit us and confront us, and we'll have to, we'll have to begin the digging out process. We'll have to begin seeking forgiveness and and undoing the wrong, um, and paying the price for the choice that we made. That's how it works, my friends, and that's the reality. And the Bible is so clear in its teaching. But God is faithful. Oh, he's so faithful. And there are other places in scripture that remind us that he always gives us a way out. He doesn't, there is no path toward temptation to sin, that there is also not an equally valid way out from. God makes that so clear to us. But if we have stuffed our ears, if we have stuffed down our conscience so it doesn't awaken uh, us to the things that we're about to do, if we, have, if we have stopped listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, then there's not much God can do because it sounds like we've already made our choice. Um, I want an engaged conscience. I want to nurture that gift. I want to nurture my walk with the Holy Spirit because I don't want to get so far into the temptation that I'm one step away from choosing the sin. Um, I've done that. I've been there, and it's painful, and the consequences are all too real. And it takes a long time to rebuild after a major failure. But God is faithful, and He's just, and in His mercy, He will meet you in, in, in the pit, and He'll meet you in the, in the ditch uh, when you're laying there upside down on your back, and you can't get back on your feet on your own. He'll meet you. Um, But that's not the route you have to choose. Um, If you wind up there, it's the route that you did choose, but it's not the route that you have to choose. May God empower us to be quick uh, to see his way out, (laughs) his rescue plan. And may we have engaged consciences and a um, a quick awareness of the Holy Spirit's Uh, leading so that we might choose more and more of those things and less and less choose to dive headlong into sin. All right, my friends, this is a very empowering and challenging teaching for me, and I'm grateful for it, and I hope you are too. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to study with us. God bless you as you continue to consider these words.